Wait, what am I saying? <laughs> You're listening. Oh. You're listening to. You're listening to discourse. 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 From from NPR. NPR. Amaranek Public Radio. There's no date to mark the invention of the trumpet, but its evolution to the beautiful brassy instrument I love so dearly can be traced all throughout history. In its earliest forms, the trumpet was not considered a musical instrument, but a signaling device for civic, religious, or military purposes. Because its high, clear tones can be heard for miles, ancient trumpeters used short melodies to communicate messages over long distances, dating back to at least 1500 BC. Silver and bronze trumpets were discovered in the grave of King Tut in Egypt, and other ancient variations of the instrument were found in China, South America, Scandinavia, and Asia. The shofar, made from a ram's horn, and the hatzazeroth, made from metal, are both mentioned in the Bible. They were said to have been played at Solomon's temple and used to blow down the walls of Jericho. They are still utilized in modern Jewish practices, mostly on holy days like Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur. I'm always the one who ends up playing the shofar at our household celebrations because of my modern trumpet prowess. Well, me or my father. I started officially playing trumpet in fourth grade, but I had been futzing around with my dad's trumpet for many years before that. It was his from high school and it is worn out from many years of heavy use. It's a Yamaha, an expensive gift from his parents, and the metallic gold finish is flaking off the tubing. It was stuffed in the back of the closet in my basement, and I would heave the weighty, hard-shelled case out onto the cream-colored shag rug and try to sound out a tune, generally without success. I'd spend hours attempting to blow straight air into the instrument, like it was a flute. See... A trumpet is played by blowing air through nearly closed lips, called the player's embouchure, to produce a buzzing sound that starts a standing wave vibration in the air column inside the instrument. But all of that sounds much fancier than it is in reality. It can really be simplified to buzz in, sound out. As soon as I pieced that key factor together, I poured my heart and soul into that instrument, attempting to puzzle out how to play a simple C scale and the timeless classic of hot cross buns, without knowing the proper fingerings. My mother would frequently venture down to the basement to confirm that no, there was not an animal dying, and yes, that was Twinkle Twinkle Little Star. Before the Middle Ages, trumpets were made out of straight or slightly curved lengths of pipe, and they could only play a handful of notes. To play more pitches, the instrument would have to be longer, but extending the length would have made it too difficult to carry. A modern trumpet's tubing is 6.5 feet long. Fortunately, with advancements made in metalworking technology during the Middle Ages and the Renaissance, craftsmen learned how to turn the tubing back on itself, thus creating longer instruments that were still easy to hold. This new design, known as the natural or Baroque trumpet, became regarded as a musical instrument and are featured in music of famous composers such as Bach, Mozart, and Vivaldi. Shortly before 1800, Austrian trumpeter Anton Weidinger invented a new design for the trumpet that used holes and keys, much like a clarinet or flute, to change the trumpet's pitch, thus unlocking the ability to play all the notes used in compositions today. Thus, the modern trumpet, 
like my father said I played in the basement, was born. When I made the official decision that I wanted to play trumpet in the school band, my father was ecstatic. On the first day of fourth grade band, he officially gave me his trumpet that I had been worshipping for all those years in the basement. Every day, I would lug that heavy case to and from school with pride. It was coated in stickers that my father had collected all throughout high school and college from school events and Montreal jazz clubs, and it felt like I was carrying a little piece of his spirit with me to the closet-sized band room each day. I was playing trumpet, just like my dad, even if it was only on the elementary school staples of Ode to Joy and Mary Had a Little Lamb. In my fourth grade winter concert, I was permitted to play I Had a Little Dreidel with the fifth graders, soaring all the way to a middle D at the peak of the song. Not to brag, totally to brag, I was the only fourth grader who could hit a D. I remember running home to tell my dad the amazing news as soon as I found out. He didn't stop smiling for the rest of the day. Jazz is a music genre that originated in the African-American communities in New Orleans as late as the 19th and early 20th centuries, with its roots in blues and ragtime. It's my favorite style of music. Every other genre I love has its roots in it, somehow. Yacht rock? Jazz musicians created it when they were craving a more formulaic style. Indie rock? All those soft guitar riffs underscored solo sections long before unspecified lyrics. Funk? Please. My dad loves jazz trumpet, so I love jazz trumpet. Lee Morgan and Clifford Brown have been weakened music fundamentals for as long as we've had speakers in our house. My dad played first trumpet in his prestigious jazz band in high school, and he has professional recordings of the band playing. Right now, we're listening to him playing on a standard called Fast Track. There he is, on our trumpet, leading the band through a solo in harmony with the lead sax. It's not unusual to hear a trumpet leading a band like my father. The trumpet was the lead instrument in early jazz music, it is the loudest solo instrument, the natural leader of the group of individuals, if you will. It's interesting to note that some of jazz's most important artists have been trumpeters. Louis Armstrong and Miles Davis are arguably two of the most significant musicians of the 20th century. Their talents and subsequent effects on music were multidimensional. They were both highly respected trumpet virtuosos who had defining roles as composers in the development of major jazz styles due in part to their careers lasting more than five decades. Other than singers, who are thrust into the spotlight as part of the job description, trumpet players are the leaders of jazz when it comes to overall popularity and influence over the genre. I began my participation in jazz bands in fifth grade. The Chatsworth Elementary School's jazz band played outside on the corner at the end of our elementary school graduation. We stunk, and I loved it. I took improvised solo after improvised solo, 
drunk on the power of being allowed to play whatever I wanted, no matter how bad it was. I hadn't a care in the world, because damn it, I was taking solos, just like my dad did in all those recordings from high school. I never take solos anymore, but it's more to be gracious to the ears of those around me than fear. There are more people much more qualified than I to steal the spotlight. I'll stick trumpet too now, thank you. In eighth grade, my now-retired band director gave me the chance to play a solo of I Remember Clifford at the Spring Jazz Showcase. It was a watered-down adaptation, suitable for middle schoolers. When I came home that day with a sheet music for the piece to practice, my dad made sure we listened to the song together at our kitchen table that evening. I Remember Clifford is a mournful, beautiful ballad that has become a favorite of many jazz musicians. Tenor saxophonist slash composer Benny Golson created I Remember Clifford as a lament for the trumpeter Clifford Brown. Brown was one of the brightest stars of the post-pop jazz style when he was tragically killed in a car accident in 1957 at only 25 years old. It's quite a lazy melody, with every note naturally bending into the next one, like a weeping willow. The model for the middle school edition of the piece was Lee Morgan's rendition of the song. He was a friend of Clifford Brown's, just like Benny Golson. And you can almost hear Morgan mourning through his dulling down of the typical brassiness of the trumpet. My rendition of the piece was not nearly as riveting as Morgan's, but my dad made a point after the performance to tell me how proud he was of me and how difficult of a piece it was to capture the true spirit of and that I had really shown a true understanding of the piece. I doubt he remembers giving me any of those little praises, but I remember them clear as day. Each time I listen to Lee Morgan's record, his words ring in my ears, lifting me up all those years later. So much of who I am is because of my father. I remember everything he says and hold it tight to my heart. If he tells me I would like a fantasy book series from his childhood, I'm going to read it three times over and analyze it with him for hours on end. <clears throat> His Dark Materials is totally the antithesis of the Chronicles of Narnia. <laughs> if he tells me he loves the Godfather, we'll watch it together on the couch, pausing periodically to shout at quotes in horrendous New York Italian accents. I poured over the rules of Monopoly for two months, so it would be an even matchup when we played Monopoly together. He shaped my hobbies, interests, and music taste. But there's something different about the trumpet. The trumpet he gave me is the physical manifestation of everything he has ever given me. Every secondhand interest, kind comment, and knowing look. It was his in high school, and now it's mine. At the core of it all, it's like he physically gave me a piece of himself trumpet made up a key part of his identity and now it makes up a key part of mine every day I play that trumpet at 7am jazz band with pride the gold varnish is flaking the tubing is dented and it's beautiful beautiful
and it's ours. 